Hey, this is Jennifer. And I'm Billy. I <laughs> know we are. You know who we is. Hey, thank you for listening to the podcast. Would you do us a favor before we start this episode? Do you mind, if you've enjoyed this, this has helped you at all, can you rate us? Five stars, please. Um, and maybe leave a review. It'll take you 10 seconds to, to hit the star button. It may take you 15 seconds to rate us, depending on how quickly you uh, type. But it would really help us. It helps us reach more people, helps us expand the platform, and get Coffee Talk out to the masses. Do it. it would be a personal favor to our family. Correct, babe? Yes. And if you do us this personal kindness, we will return the favor. <laughs> I don't know what that means. Thanks for listening. Hey, how's it going? This is Billy. And I'm Jen. And you're listening to us uh, drinking coffee and talking to you. Cheers, babe. Love you, babe. It is the eve of Halloween. We record this a few days before it airs, so this will be airing on a Wednesday, but uh, we're in Coffee Talk Studios on the eve of Halloween. And what's what's Halloween going to look like this year in 2020? I mean, 2020 was already spooky enough. Now we're throwing Halloween on top of it. Like, man. Like, are kids trick-or-treating? Do we know? Can they trick-or-treat? Is it... I've heard I've heard multiple things. I feel like some neighborhoods are just saying we're doing it and we're going to come together and do it. And other neighborhoods are abiding by some some random uh, statement that it's not allowed. But I don't think that they actually even can't not allow you to do it. You know <laughs> right. that right? This is the like, thing. Kids are wearing masks and they're they're touching prepackaged, uh, individually wrapped candy. So essentially it's like going to sanitized. the grocery store. And right? they're going door to door, not in home. So it's I think it's a very safe, fun activity for families. <laughs> hey America, why are you trying to make the children cry? Right? <laughs> like, isn't Corona been bad enough? Hey, Let come the children to our house. Candy. We're gonna give you candy. So <laughs> Yeah, we, are we doing that? Yeah. We're gonna have totally. candy for if people come. We people should probably put a sign up that says like All is welcome. We're we not candy. afraid. Happy Halloween. Come get some candy. Oh, we should. That's, that's creepy. A, that's a great idea. <laughs> um we're this Sunday we're going to the pumpkin patch. Okay, okay. Because before we move on, Halloween though, we were just talking to a couple last night that like I was raised, you know, kind of more on the more religious, legalistic side in our parents never allowed us to trick or treat. It was like it the, was the devil's, devil's holiday. holiday. Fall family festival. And They're like we don't celebrate the devil. As a kid, I didn't even care if it, what that meant. I just wanted to dress up into a costume I'm and sorry. go get free candy. The devil doesn't get to claim candy. <laughs> so to all the parents who are still on the fence about it, just put a cute costume on and call mm-hmm. it fall family candy extravaganza. Yeah, you we know, certainly and participate. I would say to my dad, he's like, we don't eat candy on Halloween. We don't celebrate. I'm like, I can eat candy every other day of the year though. <laughs> like the one day when they're giving it away for free. What are these weird things? <laughs> these weird like, things. Where's the logic of that? This is the one day out of the year that they just give it away for free. That's the one day we Mom can't and dad get it. Are like, yeah, yeah. No. <laughs> every other day you can pay for it. Um, so uh, I remember we moved here. It was the first year that, uh, that following October, we were like, we're going to let our kids dress up and go trick-or-treating. And I don't know. It was like liberating for me as a mom. Um, Halloween for our family has always been the beginning of the holidays. I'm not a huge, like, I don't get, I don't do costumes. Um, and I certainly don't care for, like, Babe, all you the. you are the costume. Like, the ghosts and all that stuff. Like, we don't decorate <laughs> scary stuff for Halloween. But I always um, would take the kids trick-or-treating. We would listen to Christmas music in the car while I followed them. Uh-huh. I kept tails on them. I would never let them go by themselves. If you're going to try and kidnap my kid, you're getting kidnapped. Okay, let's um, tell, tell the truth, though, babe. And I would drink you would, you egg. Would, I would drink 
um, pumpkin spice lattes oh, and the yeah, red yeah. cups from Starbucks. You know, like it's and you would fall behind. Yeah. in your vehicle, of course. <laughs> You're just so great. Yeah, man, my kids are gonna be safe. But it was like for us, to me, it's because my favorite time of the year is what we're coming into right now. It's the the build up to Thanksgiving Christmas. and then the even better build up to. Christmas, Christmas, and then the afterglow of New Year's. <laughs> you know, you like, are. how did that become sexual? <gasps> Foreplay of Thanksgiving, the okay. culmination of Christmas, and the afterglow of New Year's. I love it. So Halloween, October thirty first, marks that. It's a for fun us. time. Yeah. Fun time for you know. Okay, here. another interesting thing. I was reading. I journal everything. Did you know that today is the exact day? How many years ago? In two thousand six. So that would be what fourteen years ago. Right? Yes. 14 years ago that we told your parents we're moving from Atlanta to Seattle. Wow. This day. The fact that you remember I don't remember. I journal everything. Everything's journaled. Smart. Everything's documented in my life. For moments like this, like this is... This was the day where we made made public the biggest decision of our life up to that point. (laughs) Not the biggest decision of our life, would I say, but up to that point, it had been the biggest decision of our life. Yeah. We've made bigger decisions recently, but... Yeah. That's huge. That's awesome. Yeah. We also, left, tomorrow, we left everything. tomorrow will mark a day where we had a massive transition in our lives. One massive year transition. Ago. Maybe this one of the, time last year. I don't know if it was the biggest transition of our lives, but it's, it's certainly it's certainly huge. up there in the top three. Absolutely. And uh, yeah, this is this is man, what a moment. This uh, is a cheers. Moment. Uh, cheers to cheers. the beginning, huh? Victor Soundchick. Yeah. Here we go. Cheers what are we talking about today, baby girl? <laughs> um yeah, okay, so I have been thinking about the whole idea about physical touch. Yeah, now, you Now, I, I knew you were going to go. I knew. I knew when I said that you were going to go. You oh, know, man, all the guys you were, were like, thinking about we can talk about morning. physical touch. Yep, yes, you were. No, but like. It's every guy's love language. Okay, this is why I've been thinking about it because. Who's touching you? <laughs> are you going to let me talk? Yes, yeah, so I love okay. it. You, you know why? Because you did this this morning. We were sitting by the fireplace. The candles were all aglow. And we came down and we were like, we're drinking our coffee, which is, um, it was super odd to me today, man. Gosh, I'm just loving the vibes. And you kind of, th- you said, that's, you said what you're about to say. And I was like, babe, that's brilliant. And I, and we kind of did it. And then we practiced, <laughs> we practiced the touching and then, you know, but go ahead. Yeah. So I love what you said. I think it's profound and I want to talk about it the whole time. So, so I was, you know, the last couple of days and there's been nothing wrong, but it's just been, I've been pretty preoccupied. You've been pretty busy these last few days. We came from being out of town and then hit the ground running. Um, and we haven't had as many moments of like physical touch. And, and it, you're it, not just referring to sex. And I'm not sex. referring to sex. I'm not yeah. referring to sex. Okay, yeah. I'm referring to like, just kind of like grabbing each other's hands, hugging, you know, um, even if it's just like sitting close on the couch together. Right. Um, you know, just like, it's little things. It's like rubbing up against each other in not a sexual way, but like, you know, just being close. Or in a sexual way. <laughs> yeah. Massages. And I just, massages. <laughs> I begin to kind of feel within me, if it, and let me just get all this out, be vulnerable. Like, I kind of started feeling like a little bit of a disconnect, but then I started thinking, why am I feeling like, like disconnected to my husband? And it dawned on me that in the last like seven days, we haven't been as like touchy feely and kind of physical the way we normally are. And so, you know, I started talking to you about that this morning. Like, I think this is a big thing in in relationships that I think we're all aware of, but sometimes completely unaware of. And you and said it because you said translates. this morning, like, for whatever reason, like I rolled over, kind of like 
put my arms around you, and then like we went back to sleep, and then I rolled away because it, it got was hot. totally and then non-sexual. You rolled over. Yeah, yeah, just we didn't cuddling, even, just we actually hanging didn't even, out. It didn't even end up in us having sex. Yeah. Then. <laughs> then. See, that's the key. But then you rolled over, and, and you and you said to me like that emotionally kind of changed my whole morning and set me up for the day totally different. And it was just... And it wasn't even... It was just having that physical contact with you, how impactful it is. And there's, you know, when Serenity was coming out of surgery, the most critical, like, two-week... There was two-week period where it was really critical for her, and they said it's failure to thrive. So because it was a brain surgery and they were not quite sure, like, how she would respond... They said it's very, very critical these next two weeks. And they mentioned things about holding her, stroking her, touching her. Singing to her. Singing to her. It's not the pale moon that excites me. That's what I sang to her. You did. It kind of makes day. me emotional when I hear that. That thrills and delights me. All right. Um, <laughs> Is that I, like a moment? I, yeah, we so just did. You, I so want you to it's sing the baby, whole song. It's our baby girl. Oh, um, no. But, and then also... She wouldn't. She wasn't eating, so she started losing a lot of weight, and she was she was vomiting every time she ate. So she started showing signs of failure to thrive. Mm-hmm. And the biggest thing was physical touch, talking, feeding, and eating well, and all the things that as a, a parent I have to provide. And and over time, as we continued to really take time to give her all of those physical moments and f- keep trying our best to keep food down, she eventually came through that very mm-hmm. critical season. And it was because of physical touch. Right. It was because of of attending to her needs and as a human. And and I, I just felt like, gosh, that is so real, not only in marriages, like, you know, then I started thinking about marriages, you know, I always think it that way. Yeah. And I was like, you know, so many marriages, I've been a part of a family for a long time. And my parents have come through so much and, and was so so I guess I, the saying I'm proud is kind of like demeaning, but I'm so like yeah, the kids thankful. are so proud of you, Dad. I'm so thankful for my parents' journey, but they had a marriage where there wasn't a lot of physical contact, mm-hmm. and they and that's their own story, right? And now sure. they they remarried and they're so happy and, and physically happy. Yeah. And your family, I got around your parents, and your dad was very um, aware of of hugging your mother when he walked in the door, coming close and just like touching her. And I remember as a young girl. That was so impactful for me to see because I didn't really grow up with that. Mm-hmm. And Vic, do you remember that too? Or is that just, yeah? I remember think it, as thinking. As a son, was that just my perception? But dad was always very. Very. Yeah. Yeah. And I always was like, oh, get a room. Mm-hmm. Yeah, like yeah. Serenity does with you. Yeah. But I think now we which all I answer realize. Her, I have a room. You're in it. I'm paying for it. <laughs> but anyways. But I think now, like I remember going into marriage, like I'm going to be very intentional and want to be intentional with really physical, physical, physical affection, not only with my husband, with my kids, with people in my world. So I hear you saying you want to have more sex. <laughs> oh God. Like that's a typical dude You're response. Like, so what I hear you saying after that is that you just yes, want babe, me to yes, make I'm love to you I'm always down to have more, more sex, okay? You don't have to worry. After um, 20, almost four Okay, years. I love what you're saying. And I think never, never in my life has this been more true than in the year 2020. The year when we have been told not to be stay six together. feet apart from everyone. Wow. Okay. I mean, there's so much to be said, not just in relationships, but in society and culture. So I think we could talk about this as it relates to marriage or romantic relationships, the, the need for touch, like reach out and touch somebody. And then also Seriously. in community. <laughs> Never before have people started realizing, I think there will be long lasting implications if we're not intentional. Absolutely. There already are implications of not being connected 
to people. And so I want to talk about I'm, I'm reminded, though, as you were saying that with Serenity, remember we were at that uh, orphanage in Romania yeah. years ago. And we went to this orphanage where kids would be Shout abandoned. Shout out to the Chichuis. Yeah, the Chichuis. That's right, yeah. Um, Ted and Daniel. They were, just a, they were a missionary what family. Was, um, what was, family. What's the sister's name? Um, Le- Lija. 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 Yeah, Lija. Lija. We're saying the name wrong. Lija. 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 Daniel, Ted, and Lija. <laughs> and the mafioso. The I Romani. love them. I love that family. The Chichuis, man. Anyways, we went to this. They took us to this. Um, and a team to this orphanage where children would be abandoned. And what was happening is And it chil- was just children everywhere. Everywhere. And Babies, they only had, I mean, it was, it was abstract poverty. So um, like there'd be hundreds and hundreds of children ranging from infancy to even teenagers. But those teenagers were still in cribs because their body had not grown because they hadn't been touched. And, and there were only like four nurses in this massive place. So they would just have, you know, people like us would come in and they said, just please hold the children sing to the children, talk to the children, caress the children's head, like let them feel physical touch because here's what was happening. Many of them were dying and they said it was this one thing, failure to thrive. And we've probably shared this before, but there's a, like you were saying, like without human touch or human connection, yes, the body will physically, medically, it's it's a medical condition, fail to thrive. They stopped growing, they, their body stopped operating and they would just die. And I remember, I'll never forget being in there with this one baby. We picked up, held it. It was lifeless. It was alive. I'm like, is it dead? They're like, no, she's alive. But she's just, she's just like, it's like she had, it's like she was in a coma almost. Right. And so we all, there's four of us, you would hold her and then I hold her. And then we started singing just like in the room, like we were just singing whatever. And I could not, we literally remember like her eyes started Within to move. moments. Opened her eyes, moved her hand. Like all of a sudden it's like, life wow. started to come back. I mean, it was a moment for sure. We were all like, I think some of you were crying. I wasn't, but you know, I'm about to cry now. <laughs> now I cry. Back then, I, was, I didn't cry. Now I cry. But I mean, we were like, oh, we're literally seeing life. And what yeah. was it? It was due to connection. Yep. Physical touch. touch. Physical touch. Physical touch. And also hearing, like her hearing us. And so I think when it comes to marriage, um, relationship, intimate relationship, the need for touch is so profound. It's so basic. And there's so many other things that we need. But if you if you miss that, then you miss a lot. And then also, I think, when it comes to community. So, okay, for instance, in marriage, for instance, like um, there's a natural distance that comes between us emotionally and mentally. Absolutely. When we don't just, and I, I'm not even talking about sex. I'm just talking about touch. Like if we just go two, three, four days where... I don't hug you from behind. You don't come up and kiss me. When we go to bed, we don't kiss goodnight. Or, or we even leave touch in the morning. While we we don't go. In the same bed. Or in bed, like we got a king size where we just like kind of stay on our sides. Like, love you, love you. But there's no touching. It, you can do it. But I notice the distinct difference than when if I just roll over and kind of cuddle with you. Mm-hmm. Or, and then, and not even the whole night, but like we just, when we're touchy, when I come in and hug you, when you come in and hug me, um, there is a mental and emotional shift. In everything. And it affects every part of my life. That's right. And you can see how it's very easy for couples to grow distant. Very quickly. Very quickly without touching. And and I, you know, things in our life, like, you know, adultery may happen in a marriage or um, someone cheats. And it didn't just, just happen one day. And I think we could you could probably track it all the way back to 
there was too many days, months, and hours where there wasn't that physical connection, that emotional connection. And I, I even, I, I, while you're talking, I think about this, I might even be a little like agitated with you and I want to ha- like maybe confront or have a confrontational moment in a good way. But then if you just come up and we hug, I kind of forget why I was so bothered because the truth is, the truth is it really wasn't that big of a deal, but it becomes a more, a bigger deal, bigger deal and a huge deal when we caught, there's more time and space and lack of physical intimacy. Well, I should say physical touch connection and it changes everything. So, so even for like, we had a little moment yesterday on the phone and we we worked out a few things, right? It was not even a big deal. Always. But (laughs) hey, welcome to it. We live life together. But it was like, but it wasn't a big deal. But I think looking back, I think that, that little like, you know, issue was more linked to a few days of not having physical touch. Yeah. And because I, I couldn't really put into description of like why I was upset, why you were upset. But when we began to like have physical connection again, it was like, okay, that's what it was. That's what it was. And I would, I agree with you. And I, I think maybe one of the most underrated things in a relationship is physical touch. Because a lot of times it gets pushed off to personality right um style like oh we're not a touchy feely like oh we're not we don't like show that. physical like, touch yeah. in public and yeah and, and sometimes people it makes them feel awkward you know what i'm saying and i get it like i've been in public and seen people like straight up making out i'm like oh you know like we don't actually do that but like but even like kissing around our family we're like dude save it for somewhere else and i get it it can be shunned upon and people can go overboard but i think it is the most underrated thing because it is amazing to yes. me what it will do how much we need it, what it will do to bring you together. Mm-hmm. I mean, okay, remember? Just, just, just stop for one second. Not even just married couples, <laughs> like, just like hugging, like hugging, like friends, hugging and like hanging out and yeah. just having that connection. Not even, even a romantic Again, way, it's underrated because some right. people are like, oh, I'm not a hugger. It's become, what we do is we chalk it up to a personality type. Yep. Like, oh, I'm not a hugger. Okay. I'm like, but everybody needs needs to be touched. <laughs> that came out wrong. But it's true. But, I, but it, we're laughing, but, it, but, even, but even like, me. okay, putting my you know, hand like, on Victoria's shoulder, right? Like, Vic, I, mean, I missed the touch. You know, like, it's so funny. I've been touched in so long. <laughs> that's, that's what it's going for. It's like a line from but a that's kind of real life. So like, long. just even like coming to a friend, like putting their, your hand on their shoulder or being like, hey, I'm and thinking about you. Remember we were with Molly, our counselor, who we met with, we and remember Molly. we were talking about just like two weeks ago, we were talking about how like when we, were, we get upset, and she's like, and she's like, Jim, what if you did this? What if you just could you could you just grab Billy's hand or put your hand on his leg and say, babe, you're doing that again. Remember she said that, yeah. And she even had you try it, and you were like, it was weird for you, and you had a hard time like putting your. Well, hand no, it wasn't weird for me. I felt like it would it would be weird for you, right? And I was like, why is it weird? I'm down for that. Like, but I know there's a there's there was actually there's a physical thing that happens other than you just like okay, it's one thing for you to come like, babe, calmly like you're doing that again. That thing that you know that it kind of triggers me. About. You're doing that again. That is effective. But for you to put your hand on my arm gently. And she kept saying, like, just gently. And then say it. Truly. Don't and squeeze then it. Then let your hand fall to his waist. <laughs> you know, like, wait. No, Molly wait. did not. We Didn't did she not say, say that? that? I'm pretty sure she did. Oh. But it's like it's like double. It's like the touch, like, okay. Like it calms yeah. things. It connects us. It's like we're connected again. I remember when the kids would throw man. when kids would throw fits, I would just calmly grab their arm. Mm-hmm. And maybe they're still wanting to throw a fit, but they, they they would slightly change their demeanor. It could go. It, it just works in 
in so many scenarios. It makes, oh, okay, when raising teenagers, can I tell you one of the most underrated things yes, in raising a teenager and one of the most powerful things in raising a teenager is physical touch. Because first of all, teenagers by default, like, don't touch me. Give me my space. Oh, awkward. Ugh, no. You're embarrassing. You, you are the best and you're relentless with it. But like with our kids, <laughs> so true. it's our kids. You've never like, no, you go and hug them. Now you don't make them kiss you on the lips. Thank you. I had some <laughs> friends are like, their dads make them kiss them on the lips. I'm like, I, they're okay, boys. Moving right along. I'm like, oh, <laughs> I mean, I'm not mad at you, but you're making me like little tongue. <laughs> what? <laughs> That's where my mind goes. I'm like, it's, but you would like hug them. You were like, nope, give me a hug. You know, um, I always, every morning when they were young, every morning and for a long time, every night. And then as I got a little older, I didn't, but I put my hand on them. I pray for them every morning or I grab them. Like, nope, don't go. And I grab them, hold them, hug them, pray for them, hug the boys every morning. Serenity. Now what I've done is like, um, you know, she's, she's a teenager, but I would kiss her on the forehead or kiss her on the head. You just automatically, and here's what I've seen. There was a season for all of them. Mm-hmm. Where they're like, no, stop. Mm-hmm. And you hold them way too long. But yeah. you just. That, there's like that awkward moment. You, you didn't know? make them mad, but you, w- you would have. You'd be like, I'd rather you be mad that I'm hugging you than not at all. And now what I've seen, like our boys, especially Caleb, like they hug you all, all the, time. the time. They come to you. Serenity, even now, she's 16. She'll come up and she's like, she'll hug you. Hi, mom. And I mean, I feel like she just came through that stage, like maybe even 60 months a year ago. Where she's like, don't, don't. And now she's down for it. And it's like. Yeah. It is so underrated, but it is so powerful. Our kids, people mm-hmm. are like, why? Okay, and we're, the jury's, I don't, the jury's not still out. Our kids are 16 and our boys are in their 20s now. So and I like I'm to so, say it like this. You know if you did a good job raising your kids once you see your grandkids. Oh. Because if your kids can raise great kids. Oh, that's, yeah. You've done a great so job. So we got a while. We got a ways yep. to go for that. But right now our kids love being around us. We, I feel like we did a good job raising them. They're our friends. Um, we spend a ton of time together. And I, it would be wrong of us not to say one of the secrets to it, whether we knew it or not, is touch. Yeah. Yeah. It was physical contact. Yeah. Just we feel connected. It creates security. You know, when when we connect physically and just even communicating with each other, it creates security in our marriage. It's the same thing with our kids. For Even for a daughter's relationship with her father, like that physical hugging and touch and is so healthy because it creates security in that child. And it's, it creates security in a relationship. When I spend time with my girlfriend, I'm like, we're good. When I don't hear for her <coughs> for weeks and weeks and weeks, there's a part of me like, I hope everything's okay. Okay. You know? And let's talk about that because now let's take it into community. And 2020 has put us in a season, all of us, the whole world, we're all in this together, by the way, this kind of season, where we are six feet apart, we are quarantined, we cannot go out to restaurants with each other. And all of a sudden, we are losing touch and connection with people yeah our friends um tomorrow will mark a, a day and I, I refuse to make it like um to what's the word like, commemorate Monumental. it yeah tomorrow is the beginning for us of holidays but tomorrow also is the it's, day it was a new starting line that a very new transition happened for us relationally with a ton of relationships that we had and i'll never forget i'll never forget um we it took about two weeks to kind of deal with whatever. And, and, and if anyone knows what it is, I don't mind saying it. I was when I, my role at the church, church that home. we were serving at for 13 years transitioned. I was let go. I resigned. I was let go. And it was, and it wasn't done exactly. It was hard the way it was done. It wasn't done well. Yeah. Well, people make mistakes. We all do, by the way. Um, but I remember it was probably two weeks after that where we, that was it. We were like, you know what? I refuse. I refuse to lose community. The, 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 the physical 
tangible relationships we yes. have with people. Now, it did ha- we did lose it with some people. I mean, we had a lot of relationships. And we did lose some of it. That happened. But I mean, we were so intentional. We started getting together with people. We started making new friends. We're like, we are going to be intentional. And can I, I so I do this thing. I want. I just realized this this morning. You know, if you're listening to podcasts, I keep track of things. I'm, I'm maybe compulsive in that case. You are, baby. I keep track of everything. I love you. You I started years ago keeping track of like how many times we would kiss, how many I times we it. would go on dates, how many times we would do the deed, you know, whatever. I keep track of a lot of things. And one of the things you would ask me was like, you know, do you keep track of how many times we go on dates? And I, I hadn't up to that point. I was like, I'm going to do that because it was a goal for me. Like we should go on a date, you and I, one-on-one every week. So, uh, you know, the goal would be like four times a month. Just go get together, you and I. What I had been doing was keeping track of how many times we went out with people, which was so much. And you'd be like, we haven't gone on a date. I'm like, what are you talking about? We've been out every night this week. And you'd be like, but that was with other people. Totally. So it dawned on me like, okay, that, so I need to separate time with just Jen and I, and then, but I still kept track of how many times we'd go out with people because I wanted to know. And here's what I found. Okay, so last year, so here's the here's the revelation I just found. Last year, before 2020, the 2019 to 2020, we went out on double dates 150 times. Now that's not including the dates that you and I went on. We did our dates, and but we went on 150 dates with other people. Wow. Then I was like, okay, in 2020, surely. And that's just like hanging out with friends and stuff. It was going on on double dates. Yeah. Sometimes there'd be like five of us. Sometimes there'd just be another couple. Sometimes, but anytime we did that, you know, sometimes there'd be eight of us. You know, we go together. Sometimes Vic the sound chick would be there with us. And we, anytime we were going out with other people (laughs) on a date, like going out, going out to do something, an event or a restaurant or happy hour, whatever. So 150 times. Now, I thought this year, the year of 2020, the quarantine quagmire that it has been that we'd have like 15 that's a good word yeah i know thank you it's a quintessential <laughs> word in the quagmire of quarantine you know it's what i do oh my god quickly yeah, like, right, i'm I like what does it actually cues. mean <laughs> i don't know i don't know what half those words You're such mean a queen. oh yes queen okay guess, guess how many times we have met up and done double dates with people during 2020 120 wow it's only 29 less, and we still got two months left. We and might we were actually, in lockdown for two And you're saying, months. how did we do it? Well, what we started doing, for that month of March, when the whole world stopped, yeah, we, it was just family. And I don't count that. But what we started doing, you're like, well, restaurants were closed. Where did you go? Everything was closed. Like, no, we would meet people at parks. We'd meet people like, hey, we're going we're gonna to do a walk. You guys want to join us? We'd meet friends, and we'd walk around the lake. Remember, we did this. Uh-huh. And so I counted that. I was like, well, it looks a little different, but we're still getting together. We're still getting together with people. And can I say this, Jen? So I was shocked at how much we still stayed connected. I would say 2020 for us and our family has been very different for a lot of people I talk to, mentally and emotionally. Oh, absolutely. I honestly feel like we have killed the game this year. We've done more, expanded more. This year, although with all of its challenges, like our family has come closer together, emotionally and mentally, we're at such a high level. We've launched and started so many things this year, a church, a business, this podcast is flourishing. I've written a book. We have an agent. Like we've just, you've got a storefront. Like we've just done so many things, like mentally and emotionally. I feel like we're maybe some of the, as good as any year we've ever been in, right? I feel more alive than any year I've ever felt. I feel more free, like, oh my goodness, like we are taking life. And this year, mm. by the way, and can, I, I think there is a correlation yeah. between us staying connected that, to community. Absolutely. And building new community. 
It has changed us mentally and emotionally, babe. Yes. I have friends and acquaintances and people that are, that have reached out to me that are literally, and it rightfully so, like I understand it, like they're drowning it's just, in what is like, I don't know what to do this year. They feel so separated. They feel the so disconnected. They yeah. just, depression is on the rise in America. This is a true stat. Suicide rates are the highest they've ever been, ever been. in the history of the world. In the world. So I don't know what it is for America, but the worldwide suicide rate is off the charts. People are feeling absolutely disconnected and lonely. And I think the only thing we did, can I just say this? People are still getting together. Yep. And I'm grateful for Zoom. I'm grateful for video chat. If it's all we had and it's all you have, it's better than nothing. I will say that. If all you can actually do is just see someone on a video and talk to them on right, the phone. Right. That's better than nothing. My God, thank God for that. But can I just say, it's, in November of 2020, it's not all we have. You can actually get together with people safely. Feel free to join us at any point. I'm just being honest. Yeah. And the people that are like, we can't, like, why, why have you chosen that route? Because you need it more than you actually realize. Well, God created us. We have us. to have God it. God created us as humans for connection for community. And maybe it can't be dozens and dozens and you don't feel safe and you have your your you know your own physical body could be vulnerable to to getting something. But you've got to choose a few. I can I say like choose a few people that you can begin to like connect with, have physical contact with. Choose one. Uh, yeah. And 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 then I think some of us are in seasons where we, we have to we, have it. Yeah, we need to go back to some of the things that that help us again stay healthy, which is community, which is connection, which is physical touch. It's not just a, a perk. It's a necessity. Right. We w- I don't think we will realize the long-lasting negative effects that quarantine and this will have on children and people unless we get intentional right now. Like I know it looks different. Maybe we can't all go out to happy hour. Maybe we can't go out to dinner every time. We're going. You actually can, by the way. You can do it safely, but you can't go to everything. But we can still connect with people. We're having people over at our home. Now, we didn't for the first two months. Because it was like, but then we realized, oh, we can. You can be safe. We can all take precautions. I remember even calling the girlfriends and being like, hey, we can all just come around the back, yeah. maybe outside. We did. I'll they have, did. They yeah. brought their own cups. Bring like, your own cups. Six we, feet. we had a little wine. Shares, we had yeah. cheese. And I'm like, we'll, we'll be outside this bonfire. I'll put all the, you know, six feet apart, all the chairs. And that's where it all began. And I, I we all cried. Mm-hmm. We were there till like 1 a.m. And I, it dawned on me, and, and most of my girlfriends have young kids. They're literally losing their mind. I was like, oh, my God, I have to do this at least once a month because we are not healthy. Like, for us to be locked down, not being connected, not touching, not seeing. It's not supposed, it's to, not be that supposed way. to be that way. And you don't have to accept it, by the way. Right. Hey, oh, my goodness. Please don't be a robot and a clone. You don't have to do everything they're telling you to do. You can do things and not break the law. Like, we're not breaking the law. Right. I just please do not just jump in line like a drone, like a clone. Thank you. Help yourself. Okay. We were out with friends, new friends. We made new friends. I love them. Jordan and Kimberly, man. Just I just love this couple, man. Super, super cool. And they were saying how they had heard after the elections in Washington that our governor might potentially shut down the state. Again, back in the quarantine. First of all, just so you know, you can't believe anything you hear anywhere, anytime, any place. So we just kind of like let it unravel as it unravels. Totally. Um, is that Capone losing his mind? Yeah. Our dog, I think Irina's here to get store keys for the store. Okay. Anyways, um, shout out Irina. <laughs> but they were saying like, they were saying if we go back into quarantine, and I'm, I love what he said. He's like, you know what, man? If we close our doors again, businesses are going to die. 
if we stop meeting with people again, like the effects that's going to happen. He's like, we might catch quarantine. He's like, but either way, we lose. He's like, so maybe we should just roll the dice and just choose to keep Mm. living life and take our chances with this virus. Because he's like, when is the virus actually going away? Let's take our precautions, but let's continue to live. Because if we stop living and shut down, we will most certainly die. We went to Cabo, and one of the things they released for the Mexican government or for Cabo, that area, they're like, listen, 90% of our income for for this area is based on tourism. So they said, we know two things. Coronavirus might kill us, but shutting down our businesses will certainly kill us. So we're going to stay open, take every precaution, and we'll take that. We'll go that route. Yeah. Because, and I'm like, right. And I just think it's kind of a perspective change and a shift. Even our dog. Speaking of Capone, I love we went him away so to Cabo. Vic, <laughs> Vic, the sound chick stayed. She was telling us about this. He literally got depressed. He Am was, I, yeah, he was depressed for sure. He like you said he stopped eating. Uh huh. I mean, he just was depressed because we were gone. Poor Capone. Even for dogs, and he lost himself when we came back. Like just. And he he ate. He only eats like you know a half a bowl a day. And I guess he hadn't eaten for a couple of days. Uh-huh. And when we got home, I kept having to refill his bowl. And, and he only eats what, what he needs. He's not one yeah. of those dogs that overeats. And it dawned on me too. I'm like, he got so depressed he stopped eating. Yeah. And that's, Which I mean, so much silly. for a dog, like humans. Like, it sounds silly, not but that that's- we're comparing, but it's the truth. Like we, if we do not have physical contact, it, we, we start eating less, maybe more. We we oh, stop. start eating more. We, but it, it's human nature. We start. That's such a fake laughing sound shake. Were you doing a studio laugh? You literally go like this. <laughs> hey, I don't need you to laugh if it's not genuine. All right, all the listeners are like fake laugh. <laughs> it was, it was genuine. It's a it laugh genuine. track. <laughs> no, yeah, and how silly. It's a dog, but even for dogs, yes, connection, physical touch. Staying in touch with people, and you know, it and matters, I keep man. every day, and I, everything goes back to me with relationships about this. And I, I remember when I first got married, when you would walk through the door from work, and you were working long hours and going to school at night, I would jump off my chair and greet you at the door and hug you. I know, I love. And that. then over time, for whatever reason, as relationships go things like that stopped stopping. They, but they we just, still... I know, I'm getting to it. I know, okay. But I, I remember... I remembering the moment where I was like, you know, I don't I don't like jump up and greet him and I don't like run in the kitchen and like kiss him like I used to. And, and, and I had to make a conscious decision. Like, why? It's just because I've gotten familiar. Maybe I've, 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 not taking that, I've taken it for granted. I remember making decisions in my heart. Like, no, I want these things to be priority in our relationship. And and anytime it kind of wanes, I, I go back to that. Like how important it is to have that physical, that face-to-face time between us that helps our relationship stay healthy. It's so it's so practical, but so profound. An honest, honest tip, I promise you. Like literally, money back guaranteed. And I don't know how much money you've paid. You've paid none if you're listening. <laughs> I will give you money. If this doesn't work in your life, and and I can I can even hear like dudes in my mind right now, some of the guys that I would know that are like, dude, like for me to hug my wife right now, she'd be like, what are you doing? Like it would be so awkward because they've developed a habit of a habit of like kind of like we we love each other. I once had a friend say to me like, I love her. I don't know if I'm in love with her. I don't even know what that would feel like, which I thought was a very honest like thought. He's like, I love her. I love her. I don't know if I'm. And there's in so love many with relationships. That's right. And, I think one of the ways to kind of remedy that, a very practical way, is just start touching it. Absolutely. Hug, 
grab the hand, kiss them, hold them. And either spouse might at first be like, Pull weird. Away. They're like, what? Feel That's awkward. weird. And it's yep. awkward because it's not normal. But I promise you, if you'll commit, like, I'm going to do it. it it's going to change. Will, money back everything. guaranteed. It will make a difference. You, it will change things. Yes. Just that alone. And yes. then, can I just say for community, for those of us out there, if you're feeling alone, if you're feeling like this, this year is weighing so heavy on me. And I think the difference between people who are connecting during this time and people who are not as much is heaviness, heaviness and lightness. Those of us that have stayed in touch, not just, I mean, we're physically getting together, seeing people, talking to people, we're staying in community. There's a lightness that, has, that we have compared to those who are not. They're so heavy. There's such a weight. Yeah. There's such a there's such a cloud. And that is because of that. Listen, we started a church in a pandemic. Do I recommend it? One million percent, because it's been the best, easiest thing we've ever done. Can I tell you the number one thing people are saying? It's not about the preaching, it's not about the worship, it's not about the service, it's not about how cool our facility is. It's not a, it's they're like, oh my God. Yep. I had no idea how much I, I was needed to be with yes. people. Like it's not just a perk. It's a necessity and Thank an essential need yes. in our lives as humans. So this is a good conversation. Yeah, man. We should touch more. Yeah. <laughs> We're gonna touch somebody. Who's touching you? <laughs> I'm trying to I'm trying to come up with the title as we do it. Well, listen, <laughs> thanks for listening. I and take I, the time. And yeah. and take the time today. And I just I'm such a practical take person. The time to touch someone. No, but I gotta yeah. say this. Take, figure out what is missing and make a move. Make a move. Make a decision to make a small change. And I'm telling you, it's going to impact your world and your family. And I didn't even realize, life. I'm thinking about the song that I would sing to Serenity when they said, you need to hold her and sing to her. It was the nearness of you. That's uh-huh. a that's the Nora Jones song. The nearness of you. Do you want to sing over time? Nope. Okay. Love please. you guys. Thanks love for listening. You. Cheers, my love. Cheers. Thanks for joining us today on Coffee Talk with Billy and Jen. Hey, if you've enjoyed this episode, please subscribe and we'd love to hear from you. You can leave a review, rate us, or follow us on social media at It's Billy Huffman. Here's to more coffee and honest conversations. Cheers.